and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Jamie Marco. As the owner of Evolve Business Consulting, Jamie works with sales and customer service teams, as well as facilitates leadership development courses. She has coached numerous businesses to success and offers keynote presentations that leave teams both inspired and motivated. She believes that while it's important to know the what, it is even more important to know the why. And in this episode, you'll learn how her curious nature captures her client's belief, which increases their action and increases their success. So let's get into the episode. All right. Welcome, Jamie, to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. Well, I am super excited for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So why don't you start by sharing a bit of your story? Sure. So, wow, sharing a bit of my story is always a hard thing to do. It seems like it's been, you know, quite a long road where I got to, but it's actually not been too crazy. So I graduated from college with a communications degree, you know, as many people do. And they're like, okay, now, what now? (laughs) What do you do now? And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, in college, they don't, unless you're going for something specialized, they don't really set you up for what's next. So I got this degree and I knew that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I wanted to travel. And so I grew up in Florida, graduated from school in Florida, University of Central Florida. Go Knights. We are national championships right now, champions. And um, I decided to go work on a cruise ship. And so I graduated, literally, you know, left Florida, flew to Puerto Rico, got on this cruise ship and did that for a little over two years, which was incredible. And it really laid the foundation for my work ethic moving forward for everything I've done since then. So when you're working on a cruise ship, for those of you that don't know, you work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and you do get some time off here or there, but really you're working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and you always have to be happy. No matter what gets thrown at you, you are creating that customer experience. And so passengers, believe it or not, when they're on vacation, get upset, fight with family, all this kind of crazy stuff, but you always have to have that smile on your face. So, and I kept that, you know, um, belief until today. You know, I go into my clients, I work with my clients, they may be having a bad day or a horrible moment or I'm coaching somebody and I am just that positive Pollyanna as much as I can be because it really is true. There's always a bright side to every story. You just have to figure out what that is. So I worked in a cruise ship, got to learn a lot about people, a lot about different nationalities, you know, created a great work ethic, got to travel the world, which is incredible. And then I was just, you know, after a couple of years, it's exhausting. You want to come back and just have a lazy Sunday on the couch or you want to be able to cook your own food or, you know, little things. So I came back and said, okay, what now? And I knew I had a greater purpose in life. And so I decided to get into nonprofit work, not for profit work. And I started working for different foundations, raising money. Uh, the first time, first foundation I worked for was for a hospital foundation. So I was raising money for funding for people that needed to come to the hospital, but couldn't really have the funds for it. So I helped in their foundation. I was a liaison there. And then after that, I went and worked for a community college. And I did raise money for their foundation as well, too, to help students be able to go to school. So I loved that. It was so much fun. I did the event planning for both. So event planning, you know, I was used to go, go, go all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it was a great fit after working on a cruise ship. But after a while, you know, you're working 50, 60 hours a week and you're not really financially doing great, but you feel great inside. And it was wonderful. But I knew that I had to take the next step of my career to grow my finances as well. So one day I could support myself and not have to live at home with mom and dad. (laughs) I had to get out of the house. 
And so I did. So I wasn't sure what was next, but my entire family was in real estate. And as many kids do, when your parents tell you what they think you should do, you say, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So after many years of telling me I should get my real estate license, I finally decided to do that. And I started working for a national home builder. Uh, I worked on weekends. I was in my 20s. And as most of my girlfriends and friends were all going out on the weekends and going to the beach in Florida, enjoying it, I was working. And I worked hard. I worked really hard. I was working with people that were twice my age. I was selling homes to people. You know, um, the bottom price point was about $400,000. So here I was. I couldn't even afford one of the homes I was selling. But I was selling that and I was creating relationships. And I was recognized for that. I was actually chosen as a person from my division to go to what's called the advisory council, where they choose one person from each division to go to this big conference and represent your team there. So I was really excited about that. Uh, got to this conference. It was in Las Vegas. I'd never been to Las Vegas before. So here I am, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, all excited, flying to Las Vegas, uh, around 24, 25 years old. Got into the room, and the energy there was insane. It was just amazing. And at the same time, back home, while I was at this conference, the market had started to change a little bit. And you know, the writing was on the wall that there was going to be a bubble bursting soon. Less people were buying. Morale was going down. And people were kind of feeling a little different. So here I am at this conference, and I'm pumped up. I'm so excited. I'm like, woohoo, I feel like, you know, I could do anything. I could just, you know, whatever I could do is the world is my oyster. I flew home on a red eye and I was flying home. I was flying with my trainer and I said to my sales trainer, I said, that was the most amazing conference. And he was looking at me like, you know, hey, go to sleep. It's a red eye. Go back to bed. <laughs> I said, no, I need to know how can I bring the energy from this conference back to my team? And he said, well, it's simple. You go back and you just infect one person at a time with your energy from here and hope that they infect the next person. And it's a chain of events. So I'm flying back. It's whatever, four in the morning. I'm thinking about that. And I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I've got to depend on somebody else to get everybody excited. I don't want to do that. I want to be that person who just comes in the room and brightens everybody up and gets them excited and pumped up. So when I got back, I decided to look to see if there was a training role available for my division. I said, I want to be in training. I want to take what I learned here, the success that I've had over the last few years selling, and give it to others so they can too be successful. So I did. I looked for that. And they created a role for me for the Southwest Florida division. I moved to Tampa, which is about an hour away. And I became the division sales trainer which was amazing. It was like the perfect job for me. I had to create this whole sales process for everybody and training and books and was wonderful. I did that for a few years. And what's really great about it is that people that had been with the company for so many years selling compared to people that were new hires and gone through my training, it was night and day. There were more sales coming out of people that had never sold before versus people that had been there for years. So they recognized this was a great thing and it was wonderful. And what's really cool is that I was recruiting people. I remember we went out for a company event and I recruited our server. I said, hey, you're really good at customer service. Have you ever thought about selling homes? He was like, no. And so I recruited him. That was probably 10 years ago. And today he's the vice president of that division. So that was great. Everything was going wonderful. And then the bubble burst. <laughs> and everybody was all high on real estate in Florida. Everything was great. And then it was like, you know, put on the brakes. And I was a salaried employee and was laid off. Um, you know, it happens. You know, it was a reduction in force. It happened. I totally understand it. They had to do what was best for the company. And, you know, you couldn't afford to hop those positions anymore. But what I identified is that while companies couldn't afford to pay full time for that role anymore, 
training and development was still a need. That wasn't going away. People were still hiring people. They still needed staff. They still needed training. They still needed it, but they didn't know where to get it. So I created this model. I partnered with my sister and we started our own sales training company, sales and customer service training. And that's the tipping point. That was where it was for me. And then from there, it's just grown. And over the last eight years, eight, nine years, it's just exponentially grown where I've had the opportunity to work with so many different industries and learn so much more that now we've been able to really branch out. We offer so many more services. So while I started in sales and customer service, that has now led to leadership development. So I work with leaders on a daily basis and giving them strategies to coach their team better. Not only that, it goes into business coaching, helping businesses grow themselves. Brand awareness, how to tell your story effectively, whether that be online or in marketing. And then I get back to you know my roots where I do keynote speaking and I go in and I speak to organizations and I get them pumped up about just being here, working for a company and getting their message out there and why they should be grateful for all of that. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's... are still listening. But uh, yeah, that is kind of where it all, how we got to today. That's amazing. So from cruise ship to real estate guru, oh no, cruise ship to not-for-profit uh, event and fundraising to real estate guru to real estate trainer to now you own your own sales and training company. Yes. And I you know I worked a lot in telecom as well too. So I left that part out, but I went and I did national uh, sales trainer for telecom companies as well too. So yeah, so it's all kind of come to a head of why, you know, this is the model for my business now moving forward. Awesome. So you knew that at some, it sounds like you were kind of forced into a transition because you lost your job. You were laid off at, you know, the 2008, 2009 bubble bursting low in our country. But instead of sulking or staying stuck there, you decided to take all of the information, the experiences that you had and do something with it. So I know that building a business is not always a straight line to success. Tell us a little bit about maybe some learning curves or a biggest hurdle on your entrepreneur journey. No, that's you're so right about that. I saw like a meme whatever years ago that said, you know, the it was like the line of being an entrepreneur is like up and down, up and down, up and down. You learn and you fail, you move back and forth. And it's so true. You know, there's been so many different learning curves. Um, one thing is that, you know, I I am a perfectionist. And while I believe that nobody is perfect, I still try, strive for excellence every single day. And so I think one of the biggest learning curves is that you have to be everything to everyone. And that's something that I realized that you don't. You know, you just have to make that impact and figure out what's important to each person. And the other thing that I've really identified with and I teach in my classes is that, you know, growing up, we all learn the golden rule all the time, the golden rule, which is do unto others as you want done to you. And that's great, but it's not the best practice because you don't want to be treated that way I want to be treated. You know, we're all different people. So the best learning curve is that, you know, I've identified with the platinum rule is, is do unto others as they want done to them. So, you know, really treat you as you want to be treated, not how I want to be treated. And I've learned that the hard way, you know, by either creating different marketing plans that doesn't make sense for a business and then not doing enough discovery. So I've really learned that the more you learn about your clients, the more you learn about a situation, the more genuinely curious you are, the more success that you have. And when you're truly passionate about what you do, that's when you make the impact. When you really care about that, that's when that impact happens. So tell us, how do you figure out what other people want? What are some key things that you look for that help cue you into what would make them tick? 
So I, as a child, I'll go back to that, uh, was naturally very curious. So I was that little kid that was like, why, 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 how, how, how? And that has carried on into my adult life where really when I get a new client or a meeting with somebody or even just talking to friends in general, I ask a lot of questions, probably to the point where people are like, okay, enough already. But to me, I truly believe I have to understand a situation before I can give a solution. You know, you have to, it'd be like going to a doctor and walking in and then saying, okay, you're coughing. Well, I'm going to put a cast on your leg. That's, you know, malpractice. And I don't ever want to commit malpractice in my business. So I truly try to identify exactly what's going on, get a full diagnosis of what a business needs or a person needs or an organization, and then give a prescription so that I don't commit malpractice. So I ask a lot of questions. We do a lot of upfront communication, a lot of discovery and really, truly learn about each person's situation because everyone is different. Everyone is totally different. Tell us a little bit about maybe some biggest blessings or growth areas that you've had in, along this journey so far. Yeah. So one of the best things ever is, you know, I have not had to proactively market my business. Um, one of the greatest blessings I have is that my clients believe in me. And they've seen what I've been able to do for them. And so they are my greatest source of referrals. I get so many referrals from my clients. But not only that, people I've come in contact with years ago from trainings. I'm talking even when I was doing it for the home builder, still promote me. You know, obviously the beauty of social media, you're able to stay in contact with so many different people. And I get messages all the time from people who tell me about the impact I've had on their life, on their career, and what that looks like. And they thank me for their success. And to me that that's why I do what I do. You know, I am in the line of work of helping people, whether that was fundraising back in the day or now helping people create that success plan moving forward. And even if I was never paid for my job, and I just got those, and I know that sounds corny, but it's true. And I just got those thank yous and those cards. That to me would be enough. That gratitude that I get and, and recognizing that I've had an impact on somebody is the greatest blessing I could ever ask for. So you get most of your new clients just from referrals. Yeah, it's been pretty, I've been very, very fortunate. So yes. Now, are most of your clients local to Florida or do you work with people all over the country? So I do, I would say the split is probably about 85% local to Florida. And then I do business coaching online as well with about another 15%. So I'm able to, you know, through the beauty of Skype and the beauty of Zoom and all the different technology that we have, I'm able to do that online as well too. I have decided not to travel as much anymore though. So Florida is better for me. I have a small child at home. So for me, um, being a mom is number one, always. And being a wife, number two, sounds kind of crazy, but they're, they're close together there. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to travel and be away too much from home if I don't have to. I love that. Well, and once when priorities shift, uh, you really can shift your time to fit your new priorities. One of the questions I was going to ask is as a workhorse and, you know, learning from an early age to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, how do you balance your time now so you're not burning on both ends? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So it's funny because a lot of my job, you know, it's out being networking. I'm really, I truly believe in being involved in your community. And that's actually, you know, how I get a lot of referrals as well too, going out and networking. And so, but I also, you know, have a responsibility at home to help, you know, obviously get my daughter ready for school and, and do all those things as well too. So it is a tough balance. It's probably one of the things I struggle with the most. I work a lot at night, you know, after bedtime, you, people are like, you're emailing me at 1030 at night. <laughs> I did, you know, hey, I'm guilty of it. Um, so I do work a lot at night, but I just try to keep that balance as best as I can. There's, I would love to say there's a secret sauce to it. Um, 
there isn't that I've been that I've come across. You know, I just find the time to do what I need to do and focus. That's the one thing is that when I am working, you know, it's focus time and I, I'm sitting there and I'm making sure I'm just working. And then when I'm with my family, I'm just with my family. I try to stay, you know, off doing it all, try to multitask. You know, people say, oh, multitask this. But I truly believe there's no such thing. And that when you're multitasking, something is losing its focus. So I really try to compartmentalize the different times that I'm working or when I'm with my family. I agree. I totally agree. I think that's the best way to be all things to everyone. If you, you know, in a sense is to like be a hundred percent there when you're there and then a hundred percent here when you're here and uh, not trying to split that focus. So you do a lot of coaching training in business and sales. Tell us a little bit about your favorite thing to work with uh, when you're working with people. Oh gosh, there's so many. So, um, so I'd say it's a close tie. It's a really close tie. I love doing the training sessions. I love, you know, being in front of a group and that goes kind of with the keynote speaking as well too. And seeing that aha moment, seeing just the faces when they get it, when they're like, Oh, that makes complete sense. If I start incorporating that into my everyday activities, I'm going to see that change. So I truly love that moment when that happens and it happens couple different times throughout the sessions as I'm training and coaching. And I love the energy that I get from that. But I also, on the other side, love the business coaching because that's one-on-one and I get to really help people change the way they look at things. And a wise mentor of mine once told me many years ago that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And it's so true. And uh, I mean, people that are listening to this that know me, I use the FedEx envelope a lot. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But so the FedEx logo... It actually has a hidden meaning inside of it. So um, your listeners can't see it. If they're looking at the FedEx logo, there is a hidden object. There's actually an arrow in the logo. And if you look closely between the E and the X, there's an arrow there. And many people have never even noticed that before. And so, you know, so many of my people that have been in class with me or my coaching sessions, they always talk to me, oh, every time I saw FedEx after you, I always see the arrow first. And it's so true because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And when I see that look on someone's face, when they realize they too can do it and make that change and you know move the needle in the direction they want it to go, that's what I love the most. That's awesome. What are some of the biggest aha moments people get? I think a lot of it comes to really recognizing that they already have the skills that they need to have. They're from within. They just have to now utilize them. So I always talk about, you know, throughout life, we have this fake tool belt that we all wear. And as we go to different trainings or meet different people or we hear different podcasts, we gather all these tools. But after a while, you know, you have so many tools on this tool belt that it gets so heavy. It's weighing you down. You forget about the one that's maybe on your far left-hand side or right-hand side. And really, I'm not this master, you know, uh, inventor of inventing all these new processes, but I'm helping them sharpen that saw and get back to things they already knew that was in within. So it's that aha moment where they're like, you know what, I know that, I just need to do it. And that's what I love is that, you know, people recognize they have it from within and they just have someone to remind them what it is and then they're able to move forward. What do you feel like when you're working with your clients is a common theme or hurdle for them? Like something that maybe is holding them back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this will never work. This will never, you know, this will never work. I don't have time. I can never do this. It's, you know, people like to make excuses for everything. And one of my commitments when I do a training or a coaching session, I say, listen, what I teach you, the principles that we go over and the practices that we put in place, you have to do it for at least 30 minutes. I'm not 30 minutes, sorry, 30 days. 
you have to do it for at least 30 days because you can't judge a process until you've actually put it in place. And if you try it one time and it doesn't work for you and then it, oh, it doesn't work. No, it's not a habit yet. So you've got to create that habit in order to make it work. And a really great visual that I give people as I say, is cross your arms. So go ahead and cross your arms for me. Notice, everyone notice which arm is on top. Now uncross your arms and put the other arm on top. What does it feel like? Right? Your face, you know, like it feels weird. Like you're probably like, what, are, what am I doing? You know, it feels weird. It feels awkward. So uncross your arms, everyone. Shake out your arms and go cross them again. And which way do you go back to? The first way, because it feels right. It feels normal. We get uncomfortable out of our comfort zone. So if you're going to get a new, you know, if you're going to learn something new or try something new, if you don't do it for a minimum of 30 days, then you're not going to see a change. And so that's one of the biggest hurdles is getting people to believe in the process. But once they do and they apply it for 30 days, they see the difference, they start seeing changes happening in their business or happening in their sales or happening with their relationships. It's amazing. So that is what I would say. The biggest hurdle is at front at first, but once they commit to the process, then it's a piece of cake. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about marketing because I know you also work with your clients on marketing. What are some of your favorite marketing do's and don'ts? You know, it's so important to tell the right story. I have, (laughs) so with social media out there right now, people feel like if they're just posting anything about anything, it's okay. But that's not true. Um, You want to put your best foot forward. You want to brand your business the right way and know your audience. And a lot of times people don't know their audience. They're not really sure who they're trying to reach out to. So they're just throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and hoping that people follow them. And so I've seen people post a lot of personal pictures on their business page or um, when it comes to having an email address for your business, you know, if it doesn't have your company name in it and it's, you know, a Gmail account or an AOL account or something like that, it's not as professional as you can be. People want to trust in your business. So little tips and tricks here or there. Um, And if you're just starting out, it's not expensive. You know, we show people how there's really affordable ways to make your business look and feel like it should feel. Um, just the message that you want to get out there. So we train and coach to those successful tips. But um, we see it all. We've seen, you know, some interesting stuff out there, I'll tell you. <laughs> and not having the biggest piece is not having a website. So when someone has a business and you don't have a website, it's really hard to build that credibility. So we help create very affordable, easy, one-page websites that are able to tell your story and give you the credibility that you need. That's interesting. Telling the right story to the right audience. And those are two different things. Learning what your story is, and I'm sure there's lots of different ways to tell it, but then also telling it in a way that your audience is going to hear. Right. And that they want to hear, you know, and then make it interesting. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Do you have any tips for people to figure that out? Like what is the right story for their right audience? Yeah, I think one of the best things I teach my clients is that if you were to ask your friends and family what you did for a living, what would they say? And if they can't explain it, they're the people closest to you. So how do you expect your customers to understand it? So that's a huge tip that I give people is that go and talk to your friends and family that have known you forever and say, hey, what do you think I do for a living? And if they're not telling the story that you think your business should be telling, then that's a huge gap and you need my help. (laughs) All right. So what is the next big goal for you? Oh, wow. There are so many, right? But I always say, um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And not really anyone. Don't worry. I don't eat elephants. I don't believe in that. But you know, just, you know, as a statement for me, I obviously want to build my client base. I want to grow that and develop that. And we're currently growing our team. So I would love to be able to have a business that is thriving and has, you know, multiple people on it. I can build a team and, and move in that direction and just be able to support 
more businesses who are looking to grow and develop and create that blueprint for success for them. Awesome. So one, a couple more questions for you. What is one thing that you do every day that you couldn't live without? <sighs> well, so I have this water bottle that I drink out of every day and it says she believed she could. So she did. I had it personally engraved. I saw that quote and I loved it. And I drink out of that every day. Um, that is just something that it's just a, a subtle right, reminder to me that, Hey, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. You know, Henry Ford said it best. So believe in yourself, believe that you can do it. And that is with me all the time. And then I go to the clients, you know, meeting, whatever it is, I'm always drinking out of that water bottle. And I just absolutely love it. So that's one thing that I have every single day with me. And then the next thing I think is just that I, you know, every day at the end of the day, my daughter's young, she's about two and a half years old. I have this conversation with her and I say, Hey, tell me what was the best part of your day today? And I share with her the best part of my day. And she's, you know, talking, but barely really talking at two and a half. They can say a few things here or there. So she might say something like trolls or Moana. <laughs> you know, she doesn't really get it yet. But I'm sorry, my husband and I do it together. And that has had a really cool impact because you, I get to hear what the greatest part of his day was. And sometimes, you know, I, I, we struggle on that. Sometimes you have a day where I'm not going to lie. There are days where I'm just like, oh, thank goodness it is over. But I'm so grateful that I get to have that day, you know, and that I get to have those experiences. And so those are two things that I do uh, pretty much every day. I drink out of that water bottle as a subtle reminder. And I ask her and my husband every day, what was the best part of your day today? And then we try to think about, you know, the next day, what can we do tomorrow to make it even better? I love that. It sounds like belief is a really big part of what you do, not just for yourself, but for your clients, because you have some clients who come in and they want change. They're not where they want to be, but yet they don't really believe that they can get there. And that's why they're asking for your help. So it sounds like you first get client buy-in from them, kind of getting them on board with, yes, this will work if you let it, but it's because you've seen it transform your life over and over and over again. Can you tell us a little bit about how belief or vision has impacted you in ways that you've seen your own life transform? Sure. You know, I was really fortunate to be raised with parents who were, gave us the power to believe that if we wanted something, we had to put our mind to it, we could achieve it. And I was really, I'm very blessed by that. I was very fortunate to have that. And then I surrounded my people with like-minded people like that. So I have a lot of friends who are also entrepreneurs and we push each other and believe, you know, like I said it before, Henry Ford said it best, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And years ago, I'm talking, gosh, now it's probably 20 years ago when Oprah was on the air, she had a book called The Secret. I'm not sure if you've ever heard about it, but it's about, you know, the law of attraction and putting it out there. It's so much like, you know, believing that you're going to get that first parking spot, you know, at the grocery store and putting it out there, putting that in the universe and you get it and really putting things out there that you really want to achieve. And so I believe that what you believe in really does come to fruition if you truly believe it. You know, I talk to friends all the time and they'll be like, oh, well, when I do this, when I do that, I'm like, no, they say, if I do this, if I do that. And I say, no, when you do it, you know, change your language by changing your language, not just saying if this happens, when this happens. And, you know, I joke about it because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, if I win a million dollars, you know, when I win a million dollars. But, you know, what's funny about it is a few weeks ago here in Florida, there was a 20 year old guy who won the Powerball. It was like $600 million. And he's taking home $260 million. Insane. And I said to him, well, what happened? He said, well, that day I did a scratch off and I got $5, I won $5. So I went into the store and I said, I'm going to win the lottery. And I did a $5, you know, $5 towards quick picks. And he said, I believed in it. He's like, somebody came over me and I said, I am going to win the lottery. And he did. 
And so I'm not telling everyone that, you know, we can't obviously all get those things, but the concept of it and the law of attraction and believing in yourself and what you want and truly, really want will come to fruition. I teach a lot of my clients sometimes to have those dream boards and create a board of what you're looking for and a reminder in your office every day of what you're striving for, what you're looking for, that goal. If it's a number, if it's a, you know, if it's a revenue number, if it's a house, if it's a, an object, if it's a fan, whatever it is to remind yourself on that. But again, I go back to all the time, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And what you put out there comes back to you. Well, it's so true. I mean, you said like there are certain days where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired and I can't believe it or just overwhelmed and things are coming at you left and right. So it's easy to be bogged down by the negativity, which means we've get to make this belief muscle even bigger, like putting those dream boards in our offices or and talking about what we're grateful for with our family, just build that muscle. So that way, when life happens, we're able to bring ourselves back much more quickly. Because I do, I know what you, you know, change your language. It's true. If you, if we think about the negative things, then we're going to get more of that negative stuff. And so we get to think about what we want and then get more of that. So true. All right. So you've talked a bit about how you ignited your passion with the not-for-profit and you knew that you wanted to serve and help people. You were able to work at the cruise ship and get a great understanding of culture and what makes different people tick. Tell us a bit, like in one word, what would you describe your life's purpose? In one word? Ooh, that's a good question and a challenging question. Oh, wow. Or maybe one sentence, one sentence, because it's really just kind of cool how throughout all that you've done, it really has come back to full circle for you. Yeah, well, thanks for saying that. Um, I would say my life, so my life's purpose, basically, is what you're saying. I want to ignite the passion within everyone. Ignite, you know, get them to light that fire again. You know, I joke about this, but people are miserable. <laughs> you know, we are. Not me, but we all have our moments. And if you're driving to work one day or you're commuting, just look around you. People look miserable. They don't look happy. They're commuting to work. They don't have a smile on their face. It's crazy. And, you know, make this full circle. You know, when I talk about igniting that passion from within, when I worked on the cruise ships, you were not allowed to be walking down the hallway and seeing somebody and not smile at them and say, hey, how was your day? You know, are you great? You know, what's going on? That just, like, that was not okay. You know, we talked about like being an elevator greeter. You're on the elevator. Hi, welcome to floor seven. Like joking around about that. But you just couldn't not have an interaction. When there are shows on the cruise ship, we are told to go out and interact with people and talk to them. And so I always talk about that, that even when I, you know, you work six months on and then you're two months off when you're on a cruise ship. So I'd be home and I'd be in the grocery store and I'd be with my mom and somebody would walk by me and I'd be like, hi, how are you today? And they look at me like I was kind of crazy. And my mom would ask, do you know that person? said, no, why? You know, because it just became ingrained within me. And so I believe that my life's purpose is to ignite that passion within, within, each other, within each and every person. And sometimes, you know, when you smile at somebody that day, that might have been the only smile they'd seen all month, all week, all day. You know, you never know what person, people are going through. Everyone's got their own paradox and uh, paradigm and what they're doing and what's going on. And so you don't know what someone's going through. So I believe if I can spread that and that energy and ignite that within everyone, just to be kind to one another, like Ellen says, right? Be kind to one another. Then that's the greatest thing that I can do in my life's passion. I actually bought a shirt yesterday at Target who has like the greatest shirts and it says human kind be both. 
And I just thought it was like the coolest shirt. I cannot wait to wear. I'm wearing it tomorrow to a networking meeting. And it's true. Be human, be kind, and help each other ignite that passion from within. And together, we'll save this world, right? (laughs) Well, it reminds me of when you were flying home from that event and you were like, how can I bring this energy to everyone? You're like, I want to be the person who brings it to everybody, not just one person and pray that it duplicates, but I want everyone to experience this. And it sounds like you do that every single day. Thank you. I hope so. Um, One last question. How can we find more of you? If anybody wants to work with you and connect with you, where can they find you? Sure. No, I would love that. So I have a website. It is evolvethebusiness.com. So they can go there. I also have a Facebook page and Instagram page. So I'm also on LinkedIn. So they can connect me wherever they want to. Whatever they choose is best for them. But we're really happy to help. And it all starts with a conversation. So, you know, we want to talk to you here about your situation. And I will admit, we are not the fit for everyone. And everyone's not the fit for us. So we don't just take on any clients, right? We want to make sure it's a good relationship and everyone can work together. But it can't happen unless we have that conversation. So go to my website, evolvethebusiness.com. Check us out. If you have any questions, reach out. We're here. We're happy to help. And if I can't help you, I can most likely guide you to someone who can. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Jamie, for sharing a bit of your story and your wisdom with us. And thank you to our listeners. Remember to dream big. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list. And I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you. And remember to dream big. 